Mission 2, San Jose Avenue. From our 901 Mission Street studios, you are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Welcome to Total SF. Welcome, Heather Knight, to our school renaming episode. Coming off of the news that San Francisco is pledging to rename 44 schools. Mm -hmm. The school board voted the other night that 44 schools in the city, none of which are open, BTW, have to work on... um, on new names, and I think it'll be decided by April, so there's not much time. So clearly, they need our advice. Well, we have opinions on that, and we're going to talk about that in this episode, and then we're going to pick some new school names, possible school names for schools in San Francisco. Um, I wanted to ask you first, though, Heather, what were your school names? Did you have school names that um, Davis schools, renaming? Davis schools are pretty boring. Uh, West Davis Elementary, West Davis Intermediate. Um, my only school named after a person growing up was Emerson Junior High for Ralph Waldo and then Davis High. Ralph Waldo Emerson, Emerson that seems pretty bulletproof. Um, I had Washington Elementary and, and like TikTok. That Maybe not for might long. Not, be or, not for long. Um, I went to Nueva Day School for like two years. Um, I was up in Hillsborough. Again, not a problem. And then, yeah, boring names. Burlingame Intermediate, Burlingame High School. Um, I don't know about Burlingame. I don't know about his history. We might yeah. have to check that out. He might but, be on the um, list. Who knows? Might be on the list. Um, but if he is, we will have a new name because that's <laughs> the purpose of this episode. Um, we're picking a lot of new names, ideas for names that will be lasting, that everybody in San Francisco can get behind. And that's what's coming up. I'm Peter Hartlob here with Heather Knight, and this is Total SF. Thank you very much. Hello, Heather, and welcome back to Total SF, to an episode that neither of us wanted to do. No. Let's make that clear. Yeah. Our, our school renaming episode. And um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really rely on you for the first part of this, because you've been covering it. I've just been on Twitter, like, retweeting <laughs> you and writing, you know, mostly... Uh, my sense of frustration, yeah. but um, but it, it this stems with a serious issue: um, renaming schools. It's something that's happened in my community in Alameda. We renamed our hate school. Uh, it's Didn't love you rename it Love? Now. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that it's is love classic. School now, but I mean, you know, looking at history, really done in a smart way. They got together with the kids. It was really a lot of it was driven by the students. And yeah, the parents. I remember you said there was a vote. Yeah, and there's a vote, and, and there was a learning process, and we all looked at the history, and now it's love school, and it was like this community thing, mm-hmm. and, and I'm for that, yeah. but there- what happened here, I, I think, is a little bit different. Yeah, another example of the way it should work is um, not too far from where I live, it was a school called Fairmont, and um, they really wanted to change it to Dolores Huerta Elementary, which they did just in the past year or two, and that apparently was just a uh, grassroots um you know, issue at the school that families and staff wanted. And so um, they 
they decided to do that um, because they wanted to, and they actually had Dolores Huerta come for the dedication, and and it was great, and that's how it should work. But that's not how it worked this time. So this um, started back in 2018 when the school board decided to look at this issue, which is totally fair. Um, they passed a resolution saying they would create a committee to examine the names of all the schools in the city and decide which ones um should be tossed out, and certainly some should be tossed out. I'm not a huge fan, for example, of Father Unipero Sarah, and there's this yeah. Sarah Elementary. Ironically, but I've heard enough that, with that guy. Yeah, that guy needs right. to go. Let's rename the mall, <laughs> the schools. I'm fine with that. That guy's got to go. Yeah. So apparently, um, staff and families at Sarah Elementary have wanted to get rid of that name for years and never got anywhere with the school board, which is ironic because. Hello. Um, but instead, this um, kind of random collection of people, no historians, um, uh, just kind of went through the list. And um, first, they, they did set criteria, to be fair. They said anybody who was a slaveholder, a colonizer, a misogynist, forgetting all the criteria, but there was a list of maybe like six to eight. Anybody who was one of those things would be gone. And then what I didn't like about it was they did very little research. It was very cursory. They kept a chart, which anybody could see, of how they made their decisions. And literally Wikipedia was where they were getting their information for almost all of them. And um, a few things like History.com's 10 Things You Didn't Know About Paul Revere. And then they would just do like very brief research, find one thing they didn't like about the person, and then say they were gone. And if you just met one, one little thing... Uh, that they thought fit into their list, you were out. So Abraham Lincoln out, Thomas Jefferson out, um, Paul Revere, James Lowell, who was a abolitionist poet, often quoted by Martin Luther King. They said his commitment to black people wavered, um, and so he was out. <laughs> but the okay. one that I think got me and a lot of other women riled up is Diane Feinstein is out, first woman mayor of San Francisco, um, uh, she led our, our city through a terrible time of the assassinations of Harvey Milk and Mayor Moscone and then Jonestown days later, um, the mass suicide there, and then um, steered the city through the very traumatic time, became a U.S. senator. She wrote the country's first assault weapons ban. She saved the cable cars, which you and I feel strongly about. She has a lot in the plus side, but they found one example where she um, was mayor... Uh, there's collection of American flags flew in Civic Center for decades. One of them was a Confederate flag. When she was mayor, a protester climbed up and took it down, and she had it reinstalled for a couple of days until activists. Yeah, said, I, I've looked at this. Yeah. I, I've looked into the history, and and this this controversy started in 1964. It was not like you know, right next to the California flag was a Confederate flag in front of City Hall. No. You know, it, it, this is in the Civic Center Plaza. There's like 24 flags up representing different things in the country. It, it, it's got some name, you know, and one of them was a Confederate flag, which shouldn't be there. But in 1964, it was protested. The people who put up the flags were kind of a different group. And the mayor, Mayor Shelley in 1964, sided with them initially this flag remained up mm -hmm. um, through multiple mayors. Mm -hmm. And then when Feinstein was mayor, um, Richard Stanley shimmied up the pole. He's a longshoreman, ripped it up, took it down. Good for him. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. You know, name that's a school after him. him. I was just that's gonna fine. Say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's fine. That's heroic. Um, 
And then he was arrested. Everybody who was involved was arrested. And the Reckon Parks guy said, you can't do that. We're putting it back up. And Feinstein initially backed him, but didn't say, like, I'm backing you forever. She's just like, okay, go ahead, put it back up. I don't, the details in the Chronicle are kind of, she's not even in the first story. Mm -hmm. So her involvement, I'm just kind of projecting there. But then the second day it goes up and he takes it down again. And she um, wasn't happy about it. I mean, she certainly in 2021 terms shouldn't have acted the way she did. She wasn't happy about it. But the next day, uh, um, a supervisor came to her, African-American supervisor Doris Ward said, hey, I think we should keep this thing down. And Feinstein said, okay, let's keep it down. Mm -hmm. And that's it. That's like the last headline was Feinstein (laughs) agreeing to take this thing down. So it was a Reckon Parks guy who his quotes are really damning. Don't name a school after him. No way, Reckon Parks. But after, after, I mean, it was basically like 24 to 48 hours. She didn't act quickly and was kind of rude about it in a situation where this guy, we look back and yeah, he's heroic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if you look back and look at the story, she doesn't look good in it. But I don't think the people who made this decision I don't even think found all this information. Yeah, they, I, I think they just like probably found there's one story that you can Google that makes her look a little bit worse than I said. And, yeah. and you know what? Include that story. Go back and find other history. Find out if I'm wrong. Yeah. But anyway, well, what, I, I'm sorry. I'm what hurt me was Heather. that, as you said, the flag had been up for 20 years by that point and through a number of mayors. And um, George Moscone was mayor before her and um, and allowed it to fly. Never did anything about the exact same flag. And um, there's a Moscone Elementary School, which this committee didn't even look at. Like, why? I just find it irritating that. Uh, one of only two women mayors we've ever had who has done a lot of good for this city and this country as a U.S. senator um, is damned for something that male mayors did, and they get to keep their schools. I, I don't think people looked into it. And even if they did look into it, did they get a lot of kids involved in the discussion? No, they got did they find out? Did they find out even half of what I just told you? No. I mean, that's all the Chronicle coverage. Look up the other newspapers. Make this a school project. Mm-hmm. Find Richard Stanley and interview. Yeah. You know, I mean, if he's still around or if someone else is still around, get their sides too. And maybe there is a case that Diane Feinstein shouldn't get a school. But I, I, anyway. No I, students, no parents. The families at... Yeah, families at Diane Feinstein Elementary, which was just named for her 15 years ago. And Mark Sanchez, who's a school board member, voted for that. And his name is on the dedication plaque. I mean, it's just very yeah. contradictory. And um, the families at Diane Feinstein want to keep her name. They're proud to be named after our first woman mayor. And they wrote a very long, they did tons of research, very long, I think like 14-page letter with a lot of history about her career to the school board saying, can we please keep this name? We disagree with this committee's decision that we have to take it off. Um, No answer. (laughs) And then, so the other night, Tuesday night, um, all 44 names come to the school board and they decide to just vote yay or nay, up or down on all 44. And they would allow a school board member to pull one off. And we thought they would pull Diane Feinstein off to be taken up on her own. But no, it was just... All 44, like slaveholders and conquistadors alongside abolitionist poet and our first woman mayor was just all yes or no. And it was a yes. And so they're all changing. And what really has irritated parents is that this is happening as the school district has made very little progress on reopening. So all these schools aren't even open. So um, 
to be taking time and money and energy on this. Uh, they talked for seven hours the other night before even getting to a hint of reopening talk, just very cursory. And then parents didn't find out till the next day in an email that it's been decided that no middle schools or high schools will open this year. And so best case scenario, which is kind of unlikely anyway, is seven months from now. So to hear that after this vote was just insult to injury. I think the people who um, did this did it with the right intentions. Um, I think it is possible to um, handle this and also handle the issues with the schools and coming back in the pandemic. Um, I just don't know why putting that all together, along with the fact that there should have been a discussion, this couldn't have waited until later in the year. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean that to push it back, you know, because we want to push it off forever. I think it's important. Yeah, um, I agree. I don't I don't think personally slaveholders should um, have their name on a school. Me neither. Um, but I think like yeah. for Abraham Lincoln High, um, wait till that reopens. Have this be a big school-wide project. I wrote a column about how it could have been a great learning experience because we all just learned the very positive things about Lincoln and assume he was a hero with no flaws. Um, but have the kids... I, I'm sure there are a lot of people who can tell stories about uh, racism in San Francisco that could be a, an incredible learning experience that would help some people who maybe have some questions about Lincoln and Washington. It might change their minds, mm -hmm. but we didn't even have that. We have our opinions on this. <laughs> um, there's been a lot of discussion on Twitter. I mean, I, I actually, one good thing that's coming out of this is I've heard people say, well, maybe none of these schools should be even named mm -hmm. after people. And there's a little part of me that's like, maybe that's not a bad idea. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I don't know what we could name it after, but um, uh, I've heard flowers, were... trees, um, <laughs> yeah. natural stuff. Um, I think people really don't like naming things after living people. I mean, like to be having this talk about Feinstein and she's still alive. It's kind of weird. We'll be right back after this short break. We are thinking about people, too. I think there's a good chance this is going to come back to being named for people. And you and I have a list. Yeah. We've actually been been getting some suggestions together for possible school names. Um, I think we should do this as a draft. Mm -hmm. I don't want to make light of this, but we're doing this seriously in good faith. These are real names, mm -hmm. people who we think would be good for schools to be named after. And, uh, and we do drafts. That's what yeah, we do on this do podcast. It. So um, I'm going to let you go first. Okay. Um, and I'm probably going to be really mad because I think you're going to take one that I want. <laughs> I think there should be a Willie Mays Elementary School. He was obviously one of the most famous um, Giants baseball players we've ever had, famous for the catch. Um, he got into the Hall of Fame on the first try, which seems to never happen. And I found this quote I liked from him when he was um, – is it inaugurated into the Hall of Fame or what's the verb? Inducted. Inducted, that's right. Verb. Yeah. What can I say? This country is made up of a great many things. You can grow up to be what you want. I chose baseball and I loved every minute of it. I gave you one word, love. It means dedication. You have to make sacrifices. And I thought that's a great lesson for children. And the reason I really want it to be in elementary school is because... Um, got the perfect mascot, the Say Hey Kids. Oh, nice. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Willie Mays Elementary. 
I think, you know, you look historically, it's good too. He was so great with kids and you don't see him talking a lot now. Um, he's kind of quiet, but he used to be just the front person for the Giants. Um, I, I wrote a story. There was one point where he invited like 50 kids in his home and then kids walk by, they find out and he's letting them into, and they're just like eating ice cream on his steps and probably like ruining his rug. And he's having a great time. He was great with kids, did all kinds of things with the community. And of course there's that history where he wasn't initially allowed to, to buy a house in a certain neighborhood. And, and, um, you know, the mayor ended up intervening and, and, uh, I just think it'd be really nice to honor him. You can't honor that guy enough. Yeah. So you're down, you approve. Oh, yeah, Willie Mac. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> okay, what's your um, your pick? My, my first is, and, and tell me if there's already a school named after her, because there should be. I'm thinking, like, Maya Angelou Oh, you took one. School. I knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Maya Angelou, like, I mean, so much great history. She was a Muni, Muni driver? She is was that? the first African-American female streetcar conductor. She dropped out of Washington High. I know this because I did research because she's on my list too. Um, okay, dropped, well you, you go ahead, <laughs> as if it's your pick because dropped, I didn't do as much dropped research. Dropped out of Washington High at age 16 to take that job. Um, she worshipped at Glide. She was good friends throughout her whole life with um, Reverend Cecil Williams and Janice Mirakitani and has many, many connections to the city, even though she only lived here briefly. Um, I've been writing a lot about her in recent years because um, when the Board of Supervisors realized that there were only two statues to real life women in the city out of a collection of like 87 or something, including Diane Feinstein. So I'm sure that um, the school board We'll try to get rid of the statue next. Um, uh, Maya Angelou was chosen to be the third woman depicted um, in, in a statue in front of the main library. And then that became a huge cluster, you know what, with arguments over whether it had to be a very traditional statue like we see in Golden Gate Park depicting old white men or whether it could be more modern. Um, oh, I, I read every turned into this like a national story. Yeah, but in the end, um, they reached a compromise and a decision to award the original artist Lava Thomas with um, the project, and she's hard at work on creating a statue of Maya Angelou, which should be installed in front of the main library sometime before we die. I think. Well, you know what? I I just think middle school was such a rough time for me. I just think that would be perfect yeah. for, for that formative time in people's lives yeah. to have someone who's so uh, inspirational. And, and to this day, I mean, I discover new things that she said and, and she kind of lives on in such a strong way in the city. Yeah. So, um, I was actually going to suggest um, Washington High be named for her because it, it has to change. Um, George Washington was next and uh, she went there. And I thought uh -huh. it would be cool. There was a whole controversy over the murals at Washington High. And so I could picture murals with her poetry, like Still I Rise and Phenomenal Woman. Um, it would be really neat. Nice. Well, I'm glad I picked it. And I'm sorry I sniped <laughs> your pick. But um, uh, I think it's your pick again. Okay. Um, I tweeted a few weeks ago, jokingly, half jokingly, that every school in the city should be named for a drag queen. I think of the 44, one has to be a drag queen, don't you think? Oh, at least at one. At least one. I, I think a whole district. I think every like <laughs> Sunset District school should be a different drag queen. Yeah. Everybody in the Golden Girls uh, <laughs> theater show they do at the Brava Theater or whatever, wherever it is. Oh, no, Victoria Valencia. Theater. Victoria Theater, thank you. Um, I think... 
everybody who has been in that cast past and present <laughs> should have a school named after him. You go ahead, Heather. Okay. I'm behind you, though. Okay, great. Um, I was really going back and forth. I, I'd be happy with any of the um, following Sister Roma. We could just do Sisters of Provincial Indulgence High, which would be amazing. Honey Mahogany High. Um, Donna Sachet is great. Um, there's so many to choose from. But I landed on, for this exercise, Juanita Moore. Um, on her website, she calls herself a denizen of the limelight. Tireless hostess has blitzed San Francisco with high glamour, drag irreverence, danceable beats, culinary delectables, political activism, and a philanthropic heart that has illuminated the entire city. So, I mean, what's more San Francisco than that? Yeah, in, in, in the way that... Um so many of the drag queens of our city, past and present, have crossed over into politics and entertainment and um, social activism. Uh, I, I think it's a great pick. Yeah. I th- and, I, and, and that's one that, like, you know, if they go on Fox News and complain about that, then the, the Junipero Sarah High <laughs> is named after Juanita Moore. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. I, I do not care. Actually, I, I have it on good authority that Everett Middle School, which has to change its name, has shortlisted Juanita Moore. So this is sort of a plug. Do it, Everett. Make her your choice. Also, um, the city sort of bandied about an idea. You know how we have a poet laureate? There's uh-huh. talk of a San Francisco drag laureate which would be amazing. I think West Hollywood has done that. And so um, San Francisco's kind of talked about it off and on. But a lot of people think Juanita Moore would be the best first drag laureate too. So I just love this whole idea. Love it. I'm, I'm with you. We are, uh, the only fight we have is that I took your, um, <laughs> took your Maya Angelou pick. Yeah. Uh, my next one is, um, Really, this is for an Oakland school. Um, so oh, you're gonna I, I'm going to say I think it's... I have this person on my list. No, you don't. You, it, it is impossible. Um, no, I think I know who you think I have, but it's not. <laughs> Dennis Richmond Elementary. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Named after the KTVU anchor, Dennis Richmond. I think of like, you know, first of all, this sort of pre-cable time when we got our news from people who um, were doing, you know, the, the evening news. I mean, it was the national news and before that, the local news and these Dave McElhatton, Wendy Takuda um, and, and Dennis Richmond. And, and what I love about Dennis Richmond is he, he got hired on um, at a low level, worked his way up and uh, was a real pioneer as a um, African-American anchor and was there for 30 plus years, always involved in the community, but he took news seriously. It was never one of these things where you looked at him and you could tell his poker face. I mean, he went in and thought being impartial and fair and thorough and just. And I remember I visited the KTVU newsroom um, a couple of times before he retired. And other anchors, I won't say who, would like walk in like three minutes before the newscast started. It was totally like Anchorman and like, hey, I'm here. <laughs> like not wearing Dennis Richmond. <laughs> Dennis Richmond would be there at 2 p.m. for, a, I think his first newscast was probably six, going over the stories, amazingly eating the most horrible snacks. He had like <laughs> chips and candy there. And he's like this the most buffed fit guy. Um, and just really cared about news, cared about the community. And I think right now, like, I miss that. Mm-hmm. I miss that. And, and I, I follow Dan Rather on Twitter to get a little bit you of that. You guys are BFFs. Yeah, but, um, but I, I, I miss, I think a Dennis Richmond like elementary. There, there is no one less problematic to me than Dennis Richmond. How about a school so in the Richmond, Richmond becomes? 
Dennis Richmond. We could do that. And we could have two schools. We could have one in Oakland and one in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And they could, you know, be sister schools. Yeah. That's my my number two. Great call. Um, This is who I thought you were going to say because this man is also from Oakland. So it could be in Oakland or San Francisco school. I'm going to call for Fred Korematsu. A uh, son of Japanese immigrants tried to join the U.S. military, but uh, was turned away because of his Japanese ancestry. It became a shipyard welder in Oakland. Um, after the bombing of Pearl Harbor, FDR ordered the removal of 120,000 Japanese people living in the U.S. to um, leave their homes and go to internment camps. Korematsu refused. Um, He was jailed in San Francisco, that's the connection, and San Francisco ACLU asked him to be the test case in challenging the legality of Roosevelt's order, which he agreed to do. He took his case all the way to the Supreme Court, where he actually lost, and he did have to spend time in internment camps. Um, In the 1980s, a team of lawyers, including our local Asian Law Caucus, reopened his case, got his criminal conviction overturned, and in 1998, Fred Korematsu received the Presidential Medal of Freedom from Bill Clinton. He became a civil rights activist and died in 2005. Good one. Good. One. I, I I actually didn't know a lot of that. Look, so we're I'm doing research. Little, this is how you get, do research. Getting you're doing a lot more research than <laughs> I am. Um, uh, good one. Good one. And and I'm sorry. You said what? Where do you want the school and and what age level? Um. Well. Maybe in Japantown. I don't remember which schools there have to change their names. I'd have to look back at the list. But um, okay. I think he'd be fitting for any level. Maybe elementary. I think, like, the idea of, you know, naming them after these big national figures is um, creates problems. And also, um, it doesn't give the sense of community that, like, a Ruth Asawa mm-hmm. School of the Arts does, where you can really learn about someone who gave to the community. So... I was thinking about people who have been in the community and given to the community and people who have some longevity and just like normal people. Um, I also like the idea of strong women. Mm -hmm. And I cannot think of a stronger woman than Demon of the Derby, Anne Calvello. She was a roller derby queen. Wow. The greatest badass. She was, um, did a lot of cow palace stuff and then traveled all around. Um, she was absolutely a heel, they call it, like in wrestling. She was the bad guy. She'd get in fights, broke her nose like 30 times. Wow. Um, but off the track, she raised kids in San Francisco. She never moved away. I remember when we'd go to Niner games, my mom, who had grown up watching roller derby and you know idolized her, even though she was the bad guy, would always want to go to Ann Colvello's um, gate because she was a ticket taker for the Niners for years and years. And there have been a couple documentaries about her and a lot of people um, met with her in her final years. And she would donate her... Um, roller derby stuff for fundraisers for other people who were younger girls who wanted to start roller derby leagues and stuff like that. Um, just a really good San Franciscan who made an impact. Um, I like the idea of like like a David Perlman Elementary oh, too. That would be you know, great. just just people who who stuck around and just gave and gave and gave to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So Demon of the Derby, Roller Derby Legend, and Calvello. Oh, the mascot could be pick. demons. Yeah, the demons. There you go. Yeah, that's great. Very that's creative. Not on my list at all. <laughs> Not on. I didn't <laughs> snipe you on that one. Good. <laughs> okay. Um, now I've got to quickly sub out Maya Angelou. So um, my last choice, also my favorite, 
is a very one and only San Francisco character. Um, I think that kids should be reminded of embracing the weirdos and the misfits and that all are welcome in San Francisco. So I'm going with Emperor Norton. Nice. Uh, Yes. Um, Very kooky individual who um, in in 1859 walked into the offices of the San Francisco Daily Bulletin, handed the editor-in-chief a proclamation declaring himself emperor. Um, Norton one emperor of the United States. He later added, and protector of Mexico. Um, I think if somebody tried to do that in the Chronicle now, uh, security would just <laughs> march them out. I do not think he'd make it all the way to Emilio's no. office. He and I not. definitely don't think that on the next day's front page, we would run um, this proclamation under the headline, Have We an Emperor Among Us? Um, he reigned as emperor of the city for 21 years. Um, the census listed him as insane, but nobody cared. Um, San Francisco's always been open-minded and fun-loving and um, worshipped their empire- emperor. I, I have no, I am contractually bound by my total SF um, contract not to uh, protest anything involving Emperor Norton. <laughs> Love it, yeah. Emperor Norton. Middle school, high school, elementary school? I think elementary. Mascots could be the emperors. I mean, it would be so fun. My last one is also kind of a kooky one, um, but I'm I'm I am serious about this. And um, better for a Santa Rosa high school, but again, could be our sister school. Uh, I'm picking Guy Fieri Elementary. Guy Fieri, I, I actually got to meet him when he was trying out to be the next big Food Network thing, and. I wrote a story about it. I'm not going to get into it in too much detail, but my grandmother was dying and I was pitching stories up in Santa Rosa just so I could be near her. She had a stroke mm. and um, and I remember like we were watching a lot of Food Network and like, hey, this Food Network guy who's going for this contest to be the next Food Network star is from Santa Rosa. Maybe I can just do a story on him and it's an excuse to come up a couple more times and see my grandmother. He... Number one, so nice. I, I showed up the second time I showed up. I had told him why I was there, and he had like a whole plate of food for my family wow. and a note for my grandmother because he said we've been watching the show. Um, really nice guy. And I remember I looked back at the story years later, and, and he said, you know, quoted, "No matter what happens to me, um, this is my community. I'm always going to be here for my community." Mm-hmm. And he has been. I mean, you know, with the fires, with, I mean, he's there with a barbecue truck helping mm-hmm. people and firefighters. He doesn't ask anything for it. Um, that's his community. Mm-hmm. And I've heard he doesn't even do like, um, you know, Guy Fieri, like food festivals up there because he doesn't want to charge his neighbors um, for access to him. Hmm. Uh, replace all Christopher Columbus high schools with Guy Fieri. <laughs> And I'm okay with it. I like so it. So I'm picking, I'm picking Guy Fieri. I think he would and bring think, his barbecue think, truck to the school on a regular basis. He might do that. So that's my last one. Awesome. Let's name a few others. Are there a couple others on your mind just really quick? Definitely we need more women. Kamala Harris would be great. Um, the other night, um, Mark Sanchez uh, mentioned Ruth Bader Ginsburg or Michelle Obama. Um, those are national figures. But locally, maybe... Um, Del Martin and Phyllis Lyon, who were the oh, lesbian pioneers. Yeah, good one. Um, good one. I also thought of just regular people. Like, why not a Byron Cobb Elementary, our eight-time cable car bell-ringing champion? Because right next to Ann Covello yeah, Elementary. Yeah, that would be great. 
I, I, I'm going to throw one out there. I just read his biography. Mm-hmm. I think it would be fantastic, if, especially if they like maybe replaced Willie Brown Elementary or whatever <laughs> with Tom Amiano Elementary. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be a throwdown. I got to tell you, I just read his biography, autobiography, and it's so delicious. It's very well written. He was a teacher. He went to Vietnam for a while. All these things I didn't know, the comedy stuff, he goes over it. The hardest part of reading it was he dishes on everybody. He takes shots at so many people. And I'm sitting there white knuckling it (laughs) thinking, is he going to have a whole chapter attacking Heather or my aunt (laughs) Susan Leal? And I'm just like, he's going to go after one of them. And I'm going to have to, you know, just like have a conflict with this book. He didn't come after you. He did have like a short paragraph about my aunt, but it wasn't that bad. She got (laughs) off way easy. Um, And I just think like he's a lot of the ideas that he had early on are things that were shot down. And people said it's not the right time. But I think it was more like it's not the right time for a gay supervisor Mm -hmm. to do this. And a lot of the stuff that he championed ended up being stuff that like Newsom and other people sort of got credit for. Mm -hmm. So I like like the universal health care. Yeah, I mean, it could be, it could be, I'm sure there will be people who will protest our Tom Amiano high, but I I like a Tom Amiano high. Can I throw one more at you? Yeah. When this is all over, Mm -hmm. could we also add to our list, Diane Feinstein high? (laughs) Let's just rename it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's what we should do. We should find a different school who has to take their name off (laughs) and push them to fight for Diane Feinstein. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really think I was going to spend my year fighting for Diane Feinstein. <laughs> we won't get into things politically too much, but I don't agree with everything she does. But oh, no. I do, I do agree that she did a hell of a lot for this city, and I don't think she deserved this. So, no. Diane Feinstein High or middle <laughs> school or whatever, you know, preschool, we'll find something. Let's do it. Yeah. All right, Heather. I thought this worked out okay. Um, I was a little worried about. Um, about the whole subject that I was going to get too emotional about it. But I, I thought we came up with some good ideas and uh, I appreciate you uh, taking the time. I would love for um, families who listen to this to share it with their children. If your kids are students at schools affected, which 44 are, um, have them listen to this, get more of the background of what's going on, some ideas for replacements, because I really think it's important for the schools to be leading this discussion. We've had enough of the school board and that, committee they've made their opinions abundantly clear so let's hear from the teachers the parents and the kids who are actually at these schools yeah i'd love to hear from the kids i'd love to see a dialogue between the kids and historians there are a lot of local wonderful historians who could provide information and uh that that's the way i hope this ends Mm -hmm. um, anyway we we've uh thrown out a few good names um for uh any schools that need to be renamed and uh thank you very much thank you You are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Thank you to my co-host, Heather Knight. Total SF is a production of the Chronicle. Our music is The Tide Will Rise by the Sunset Shipwrecks off their album Community and Cable Car Bell Ringing by eight-time champion Byron Cobb. Support Total SF in the newsroom that creates it by treating yourself to a digital Chronicle edition at sfchronicle.com slash 